Babylonians. Today's episode is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh is a family-founded chocolate and snacking company focused on creating products that match ultra-simple ingredients with unbeatable taste. Built on a strong mission to help people get back to human, Hugh only uses simple, real, and responsibly sourced ingredients. Hugh obsessively vets every ingredient to unite unbeatable taste with unmatched simplicity. They go beyond what is easy and expected to ensure that their products and practices are ethical and put both humanity and the human body first. All of Hugh's products are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, and aren't heavily processed. Use code POD for 15% off your next purchase at Hugh Kitchen. That's code Pod, P-O-D, for 15% off at H-U-K-I-T-C-H-E-N.com and find out why Hugh helps people get back to human. I'm not by myself, so you don't have to hear me, but thank you for listening to the final ep- three-parter episode. They don't have to hear you? You're doing all the talking. <laughs> you don't have to hear me by myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's been a crazy week. It's been a day. It's, it's been a year. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I did feel more rested because of the the daylight savings time. So. I didn't go to bed till four thirty in the morning. So I didn't. Jeez, what are you doing? Watching. I was watching Korean movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So we're gonna we're gonna take it down a few notches. Yes. Because, I mean, that Shanda Sharer case was heavy Fuck and yeah. awful. And I've got some, um, some, we finally have been requested some cases hey, by this friend named Nate on Twitter. Also, Lauren. We have a Lauren friend we yes. requested, too. Yeah, we, so we've got, I've, I've got some heavy. I mean, re- that's all I'm saying is that there have been a couple of requests. <clears throat> and it's exciting mm-hmm. because we want to do those cases and I want to do them justice. And this, um, the, the story that we're going to talk about today isn't a true crime story. It's a survival story. So Ooh. it's good. Hot twist. But before we jump into it, I have some promos from some of my podcast pals. I'm going to play a couple of them. So enjoy those. Have you ever wondered what shows are like in foreign countries, but the language barrier is what stopped you from giving them a chance? My name's Maggie, and I host the podcast, Have You Seen It?, where I talk about TV shows from countries all around the world. If you're like me, you spend more time on Netflix looking for something to watch than actually watching something. So if you don't want to spend time scrolling through Netflix or even Hulu, check out my podcast for some show suggestions. I talk about the plots, tell you who the cast is, what I liked, and what I didn't like about the shows. And I also throw in some fun facts about each country, tell you where in the world the show takes place, how close they are to any other shows that I've already covered, mention any cultural differences or similarities that I noticed, and my favorite part are the words and phrases that I picked up while watching these shows. You can check out Have You Seen It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and most other places you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at official H-Y-S-I. That's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-H-Y-S-I. And make sure to like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash official H-Y-S-I. Let me help you find your new favorite show. Hey, this is Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave, host of the Infinite Banter podcast. want to welcome everybody listening to come check out my show, Infinite Banter. The topics are infinite, and I'll banter about anything from hip-hop music to TV to movies, wrestling, comic books. You name it, I've talked about it on this show. I've had guests like Hurokski from the Fat Boys and underground hip-hop acts like Dirt Platoon on the show. I've also had actor Joshua Michael from The Walking Dead, Tommy McLaughlin, director of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, as well as independent wrestlers like Shaza McKenzie and Roxy, and legendary wrestlers like B. Brian Blair have all been on the show. So come check out Infinite Banter, where I'll talk about anything from TV to comic books to wrestling to hip-hop music. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Everywhere you hear podcasts, you'll hear the show Infinite Banter. So come check me out, the Infinite Banter Podcast. And we're back. Hey! So, so make sure you go check out my friends. They're yes. amazing. They're fantastic. They're um, I just I had the podcast minute. Like I, I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand times again. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. They are family, and I'm doing better about trying to get through at least a few of their episodes because we all rate and review each other, which is what I always forget to say, you guys. And I've been <laughs> telling Shauna, I know I didn't, but because I just said that, <laughs> it's right here in the beginning of this episode. So um, I know we have a good majority of listeners on Apple Podcasts, so please, please, please take the time out to rate and review us. Um, Give us five stars if you're feeling like we deserve it. If you're going to give us one star, then just don't do it and stop listening now. Or, um, no, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> if you truly feel it's a one-star review, let us know what we need why. to do. Please. Yeah. Constructive yeah. criticism is always welcome. But so if we you're going to just be... Make it better. Yeah. But if you're going to be just straight up mean, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, just, it's just silly. Why, don't waste your time listening to us if you don't like us. Yeah. Just feel free to turn off. Nobody Speaking... Needs. I've been. I thought I was being on top of our international listeners, and I see you, England. I see your numbers going up. I see you. Hey, Hello, pop it. You. <laughs> Are you guys gone now? I get it. It's fine. Actually, I feel like my so if you hear some slurp sounds, slurp sounds, chew sounds. If you hear loud noises in the background, my son is here with my niece and my nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the dogs are here, but we have the squeaker toy on the table, so you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But um, I England, forgot. we see you. That's yeah, I see you, around. England. Yeah. Every time, I'm like, your percentage is slowly knocking uh, Northern Ireland and Scotland out there. But I don't want you guys to go away. I love all of you so very much. Yes, but I forgot you, to <clears throat> mention Antigua and Barbuda. Hey! That is a Caribbean country. I don't know how I missed them because I was like, I'm not going to lie. I had to look it up. I didn't, okay. I didn't know where it was. That's okay. And I'm like. And then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God. I want to do a live show there. If I ever... It's so beautiful. So if you guys don't know where Antigua... I Maybe it's Antigua and Barbuda. Barbuda? Barbuda? Sure. Barbuda, Look it up. It's Jamaica. like, ooh, I want to take it. <laughs> so not get sued, so we're stopping now. But yes. But no, it's just, oh, it's beautiful there. And I'm like, oh, how did you find that? We love you. And if there's any murderous... Yeah, stories you want us to cover, let us know. Yes, I'm 
I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting for an email. I'm waiting. I mean, the Twitter thing got me really excited. I think I straight up called Sean Ellis. It's like, dude, listen to this. Yes, yes. So yes. we're excited about you, Nate. So, dude, we've got your stories in our lineup. They're they're coming. Yes, Nate. So yes, the Hang first in there. Hang in there. So yeah. Um and um so we're gonna be also working on Patreon episodes. So if you're not a donator yet, make sure you do that because we're gonna have special little goodies and we're gonna have good little episodes and I'm stoked. Yes. So I'm gonna tell you about this little girl named Michelle Funk. Michelle Funk. I'm like, that's that's just a funky name. So I've got a couple of different um sets of notes for this one. So we're going to let's where are we traveling back to? Nineteen eighty eight. I believe it's nineteen eighty eight. So this um two she's this little girl is two and a half years old. In nineteen eighty eight. I think it's nineteen eighty eight. I didn't find her birth date, but I know she's two and a half. Okay. So um <clears throat> She was spunky, outgoing, somewhat hurried. Um, she uh, just was just a fun little two-year-old girl. My son's three, so I can I can't even imagine how much fun a little girl is. Just kidding. I have two nieces, and they're pretty rad. Um, <laughs> her mom said about her before we're gonna talk about what happened to her. <clears throat> oh, the date's right here in front of my face, guys. I'm trash. Hey, there we go. I'm fine. And you're not trash. Shut the fuck up with this shit. <laughs> So her mom said that she was born with a spirit that was going to survive. And what a story this is going to be for you guys. Hey-oh! We've got some short, shorter stories today. So that's, but like I said, decompressing from Shanda Share. I think this is what we need. So um, on June 10th, 1986, you know, the other day, um, <laughs> I say that and I just think it's so funny. Even though it's a stupid joke, but I love it. So Michelle and her brother, Derek, He's, uh, so she's two and a half. He's four. We're throwing pebbles in the creek that um, was, <laughs> I can't read, that cut through their neighborhood south of Salt Lake City. So we're in Utah. Utah. And we have listeners. Utah. Hey, Utah. Utahians? Utahians. Utahians. <laughs> hey, they're gone now. <laughs> come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> and have you heard about the story? Or maybe you know this girl. Who knows? I mean, it was 1986. Um, so, they're throwing pebbles into this little creek, or it's, oh, it's not really a little creek, but it's creek, and Pam was sitting in their yard directly across from where they played from, and for the briefest moment, she shifted her attention to the baby's bottle a few steps away inside the house. I'm assuming, I don't know if that meant, maybe there's a younger sibling, and I don't know if it specifies that. I haven't read about this story, so we're learning together. It's Halloween time, of course. All the candy. <laughs> it's fine. He doesn't need to eat it. He got sick from either. Yeah, okay. If we have to pause in the middle of this, because Shauna's having a low. I obviously won't be having a low. We're having a high. She'll be having a high. <laughs> and that's the only high she does, because she's so very almost seven years. Ooh, ooh, okay, just deferring from the story. So the next moment, so this, this all happens in seven minutes. So the next moment, she remembered... The mom, this is from the mom's point of view, four-year-old Derek rushing up the lawn saying he was scared and that his little sister slipped off the bank and into the creek's fast-moving water. So this is all from the mom's perspective in this story. And then I've got another one that's kind of talks about more of what happens when she's going in. I mean, it's June, but this water is freezing, freezing cold. So 
um, Pam, the mom says, I ran across the street thinking there was a chance she was along the bank. I couldn't see her. <clears throat> I couldn't imagine as a mom running up to that and not being able to see her two-year-old. So she goes back to the house and she calls 911 and rescue was there in seven minutes. Okay, that's where the seven minutes was. Um, more people kept on coming and the whole day was the worst day of my life. So Bell's Canyon Creek was turbocharged running uncharacteristically. Jeez. Did you hear us how I struggled you through? Know, but you did it. Uncharacteristically. High and fast from the winter snow melt mm -hmm. with ice cold water pulsating down a slope of 1,500 feet from a fall four miles up from the neighborhood. Nice. So she called the Bell Canyon Irrigation Company, which at that time was a one-person gravity flow operation manually controlling water flow through a series of gates. So basically, they could control... The guy in charge wouldn't close down the flow, she said. A neighbor, Jerry, rigged it to reduce the volume of water. Search and rescue wouldn't go in there until the water slowed down. Because you don't want to go in there and you can, lose more, more lives, yeah, more yeah, lives lost. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, the fact that he wouldn't do it. Like, what was what was going on with your day, Jerry? I don't know. There's my kid in the background. So. With water pressure, so they eventually got the water pressure and leveled down. Um, search and rescue resumed their grim task. And so this is an hour has passed now since this little girl went into the water. Mm. And um, when a, uh, a deputy sheriff was, oh, they had a probe that they were using along the banks um, near, and it nudged a submerged rock. And then all of a sudden an arm came to the surface and it was Michelle's. Holy crap. Two and a half year old. Two and a half year old. Tiny little arm coming up out of the water. So Thad Moore, he's a one of the volunteer search and rescue members who'd been doing that for 10 years and was a deputy with Salt Lake County Sheriff's Office, lifted her body from beneath the rock. So her body got trapped under a rock and her, her arm just magically floated to the surface. Brought her to shore and immediately started CPR. At about the same time, her father, Chris Funk, pulled into the driveway. Where the heck was he? Sorry. Sorry, I wish his name's Richard. Dick Funk, get out. <laughs> <laughs> There's the enlightenment in this crazy, intense moment of the story. Um, okay, going back to this. So, uh, yeah, they start CPR on her immediately. A life heli life flight helicopter um, would transport her. Transport. Okay, transport. Keep going. Keep going. I can't say transport across the valley to the primary children's hospital, and her parents followed in their car. Um, so this is Pam saying this, Chris asked what, what we would do if she didn't survive. She goes, I told him when they pronounce her dead, that's when I'm going to think about it. This mama knew, this mama knew that sweet baby was going to fight for her life. So Michelle had been in that icy cold water for 66 minutes. And she's two and a half, two and a half, 66 minutes. She had no pulse and her body temperature was so low at 66 degrees Fahrenheit. She could be considered dead. Could be. Should be, but wasn't. So they get her to this hospital. Um, it was the doctor that was there was pediatric cardiologist Dr. Robert J. Bolt. I'm sorry. Does it say was her face underwater too, or was her whole body was submerged? She was completely underwater. She was 66 minutes. 66 okay. minutes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I missed my baby. He was, he was on Halloween adventures with his daddy and my parents all weekend. So his giggles giving me life. And Aunt Shauna, too, because my parents had to go to an auction and buy things. No, they were all, sorry. Babble time. Hey, Shauna, we need to do some shopping. Could you watch him? And I'm like, sure. 
then they bring him over. We don't know when we'll be back. So he just brought all of his stuff. Mom. Okay, thanks. Bye. And Vince is like, you're surprised? I'm like, I, yeah, I know I shouldn't be, but yeah. <laughs> it's never just shopping with my parents. No, weeks. they're just like, take the kid. Bye. <laughs> I was you at work. You could have just said that. You could have just been like, hey, we're doing other things. Can you have them for the rest of the day since you guys podcast tonight? Yep. So anyway, that's what's fine. going on with my parents. Okay, so, uh, pediatric cardiologist Robert J. Bolt thought otherwise and was determined to give this child another shot at life. He consulted with... Thought otherwise about what? I missed that. Um, that, sh- uh, that she should be pronounced dead. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He was, okay. He was like, I'm not going to just let that be what it is. So yeah, I can imagine seeing a little two-year-old baby body. Anything and everything. Nope. <clears throat> so he consulted the cardiothoracic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that word. That's not how you say it. Surgeon Kent Thorne to use a cardiac bypass machine at Salt Lake City's primary children's medical center in hopes it would stimulate a rapid, rapid, rapid core warming as it did for pediatric surgical patients. So many of the staff members thought he was crazy, and it's just straight up in this article. He wasn't. (laughs) He was not. So little hunches, little intuitive hunches. So I think I need to jump over to this one. Yeah. So they use that uh, heart machine um, through the heart and lung machine used in an open heart surgery. Oh, Uh, it it helps with extracorporeal. Oh my God. Rewarming involves warming the blood as it is pumped through the heart and lung machine. So typically, yeah. So they use it to restore normal body temperature after intentionally cooling down patients for operations. Oh, I didn't even know they did that. Well, Um, if you've ever been in surgery, the room is usually cold. I've I've never done like super major surgery, but like when I, I guess when I've had my my little, my little Babylonians, (laughs) (laughs) via <laughs> c-section it's fucking cold <laughs> i guess when i had my tonsils taken out it was pretty cool in that room so granted it was december 21st right i only remember that because it was darian's birthday <laughs> I, i'm gonna make you listen to this because i'm gonna be at your house by the time this uh, episode airs but anyways hey i love you hey bye so <laughs> so chilling can reduce brain damage by slowing the metabolism so that's that stores the glucose and oxygen will last longer. Okay. The dog just jumped over the back of the couch because why not walk around to the front of it? So, um, Dr. Bull got the notion to try the technique several months before the accident when he became fascinated by accounts of extracorporeal, I can't say that word, extracorporeal? Corporeal? Corporeal, yeah. Warming in adult victims of hypothermia. And then he made plans with heart surgeons to use the bypass machine if he had to treat a child with severe hypothermia. Hypothermia. And here we are with Michelle. So the use of this machine in this case illustrates the ingenuity that often drives medical progress. Michelle's family and doctors agonized over the possibility that if they succeeded in reviving her, brain her brain damage. might be damaged, yeah. severely damaged. That was that was what they were mostly worried about. Um, and... So they said one of the greatest fascinations of experts um, is the survival of victims of ice water submersion to fire expected limits for recovery from and lack of oxygen. But no one knows for how long a human can be hypothermic and after rewarming survive with normal brain with a normal brain. So um, now I'm going to okay, I want to get to the part. Yeah, they grabbed her. Okay. Oh, okay. So 
they set up the bypass machine. When they got to the emergency room, they let a team in and started injecting warm fluids into her veins and stomach. <gasps> this doesn't sit right with me. I don't know why I don't like it. Love it. They squeezed warm <laughs> air through a tube into her lungs. And so about three hours after she had fallen into the creek, she still appeared lifeless. So, I mean, she was underwater for 66 minutes. That's what I'm saying. Breathe in the water. I feel like she had somehow was breathing. So, yeah. Like, um, this one pediatrician who was on the team, Dr. Howard Cornelli, <laughs> um, he said many would have declared her dead at that point. Other staff members thought he was crazy. Dr. Bolt was crazy. And then um, he, Dr. Bolt said himself, we had to decide how hard to push to save her life. You, you do not want to be put in a position where you're creating a child that is going to end up in a vegetative state. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it mentions again about her temperature being as it's crazy that she was in the water for 66 minutes, but then she was also, her body temperature was as low as 66 degrees. Like, that's just eerie. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just me. So, um, Dr. Bull also said that she was just so profoundly cold and that we had a rough idea. She'd been under for about 45 minutes. We had a rough idea. They weren't sure the longest period from which anyone had ever recovered with their brain intact. If it had been much longer, he said he would have stopped. So, I mean, they say 45. So how do they know 66? They probably, they probably wouldn't have even tried. So they, um, two other factors that they used was finding the amounts of oxygen and other gases in her blood Although abnormal, were incredibly good under the circumstances. So this girl is just super freaking human. So I'm a survivor. Yeah, she is. So the other was the absence of any apparent head injuries or broken bones. Um, injections of heparin, heparin, mm -hmm. and anticoagulant anticoagul um, would be needed to prevent clots as Michelle's blood flowed through her the heart and lung machine. If she had been injured, bleeding would have been an intolerable risk, like just hitting things in the river, I'm assuming. So when they, her parents arrived, they told them the possible scenarios and that if we rewarmed the child, there was a strong likelihood she would have brain damage and everyone decided to go for it because rewarming her was her only chance. Yeah. So if they put her into a vegetative state, they were just going to uh, work with it from there. So they uh, delicately inserted tubes into her narrow blood vessels of her groin and connected the tubes to the machine. It began pumping and slowly her temperature began to rise. Yay. So when it reached 77 degrees Fahrenheit, she gasped. <gasps> yeah, like that. Moments later, she opened her eyes and a few minutes later, her pupils responding to the bright lights in the operating room narrowed a sign of returning brain function. Then the doctors detected her heartbeat. We realized she had a shot, doctor said. Um, we were excited, but we were not giving high fives to each other because we remained guarded. So after 53 minutes of her being rewarmed. Low fives. Low fives. Yeah, low fives. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was removed from the machine and sent to an intensive care unit. So they said she could still die from pneumonia or other complications. And indeed, she had a stormy course for a few weeks. Um, doctors still couldn't be sure that she escaped brain damage, and for a while she could not see, yet her parents and doctors remained hopeful. So as she moved on, um, her brain activity showed steady improvement, um, and after two weeks, she smiled when she heard her parents enter the hospital room, and then after three weeks, she whispered a few words, and by four weeks, she was using four-word phrases and sat up for ten seconds. So I'm like, I don't know how extensive her 
but like i mean my son's finally like he never shuts up <laughs> and it's great but yeah for a two two and a half year uh oh oh no what's what's the matter oh oh and okay sorry for my child's slow little meltdown there and i'm recording now because the last time when i had that crazy um car thing happen i did not push record but we are recording now so that's fine so Sorry. So, um, um, so we were talking about like how a two year old, like four word sentences is pretty great. Um, so, and by the time she left the hospital more than two months after the accident, so she was in the hospital for two months. So June, July, August, so sometime in August, she finally got to go home. She talked at the level of a three year old and her motor skills were normal, except for a slight tremor in her hands, but it has since disappeared. Oh my gosh. So after it was clear that she was recovering, Dr. Bolt and the teams revisited, revisited the accident scene, documenting the time that elapsed. I hate that word. I just can't say it every time. With each step of the rescue, the doctors learned that Michelle had been extended by 21 minutes, the previous record for survival after um, cold water submersion. So she set a record by being underwater 21 minutes longer than whoever held it previously and she survived and she survived and she's a fucking warrior yep so at warmer temperatures normal recovery can occur if oxygen is deprived for less than five to seven minutes but when a person is deprived for 12 to 14 minutes it always results in brain damage or death so they were trying to figure out um why why did why didn't her body shut down? And I think it's in this one. Like they said that um, on top of her, you know, learning to like say sentences and stuff again, and her walking, she mastered the words in tune. A twinkle, twinkle, little star. Um. Okay, so this was the doctors at the time of the accident attributed her improbable survival to an ancient hibernation reflex that humans have all but lost. She had profoundly she was she had been profoundly hypothermic, but the primitive diving reflex, as it's called, protects aquatic animal aquatic mammals like seals when deep in the ocean. Their body functions slow down, keeping their brain and other organs in a state of suspension. So just because her body somehow managed to do that, that's what saved her life. Like her body, I don't know. I wonder if it's also because she's so young. Right. I'm sure she kind of panicked, but she doesn't know what panic really means. I mean, what I it meant. It's like her body just did what it had did, to, to do. do. She didn't have the mentality, if you will, because she's only two and a half. Right. To to have the fearful mindset of the, oh, shit, what am I going to do? You know, I should do that. Or what is she just, her body just took over and just allowed it because she doesn't, she didn't have all those other thoughts that would go through somebody older. I Maybe. Right. You know, hey. <clears throat> But yeah, so they were just, um, yeah, they just talked about it um, again in this these two separate articles. But um, her case is in no guarantee that others too would have a miraculous recovery, since the factors that determine a favorable outcome in hypothermia are still not known. Like moreover, many toddlers and young children drown in swimming pools in their backyard. So they say erecting fences around the swimming pools and other preventative steps should save many more lives than resuscitations with heart-lung machines. <laughs> a lot of steps, but that doctor, I don't know. Yeah. Shout out to you, Dr. Bolt. Thanks, but, um, Dr. Bolt. Yeah, you the bee's knees. So, but she turned, um, so this says she turned 33 in 2017, but she's now 36 in 2020. 
Um, she, at this time of this article, I didn't have one um, updated. It said she was a full-time dental assistant at her father's um, Salt Lake City, Utah dental office. Um, she does still have the hand tremble, hand trembles, occasional hand tremors um, that are um, just effects from the accident, considering the potential severity of extended submersion. She Dude, does. That's all. That's and, the only little side of a fuck yeah. Um, she does have to wear glasses um, just because, you know, for a while it said she couldn't see. Yeah. Um, that's from anoxia. I don't know what anoxia is. Mm-hmm. Um, as a child, um, yeah, therapy helped strengthen her physical and cognitive abilities and her sense of balance is off. Same. <laughs> I don't even have to be an amazing survivor to have my balance not be off. But she does. She regularly goes on hikes and golfs. Wow. So I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah, like she's her mom said she's leaving a normal life, and that's not because of anything we did. And she's like, it's it's the way she is. It's her personality. She doesn't give up. And I just I don't know. I came across that story. I think it was in my um. It may have been. I follow several, several, several stories on uh, Snapchat. Some of them are like creepy um, ones like dare to add and then like just creepy stories. Like they have a bunch of stuff like about serial killers and stuff. But I saw that and I'm like, huh, that is quite uh, fascinating. Like, yeah. like she's literally, oh, I was going to show you. I'll obviously post this on Instagram because I always do. But like, so there's her cute little two-year-old self <laughs> or little bitty bitty self. But I'm like, she's like absolutely gorgeous today like she's just a she's stunning she's a beautiful beautiful human she's an amazing smile so i'll definitely be posting those pictures on instagram twitter facebook everywhere um so yeah so uh that's just a little uh nice little short little tidbit story of just an awesome little like this um this article calls her called it the spirit to survive and i can't disagree yeah that was just, so that's just my little, my little story. Um, yep. Yeah, there it is. So on top of, before we get into this crazy, um, real life experience that we, that we, I didn't experience it, but my niece did, but, um, I got to do an interview with <laughs> Anchor. Hey! Anchor. <laughs> yes. Um, with this amazing lady. Why? Because of you guys. Because, because yeah, just being... I really feel in this, it was just an interview talking about our podcast and how we feel about Anchor. And that's where I do all of my editing. It's simple. It's easy. You guys hear the ads every week and we play those ads because they do earn us money. It's great. But I mean, so um, additional to that, if you want to donate to us, you know, you can, you can do it through Anchor or Patreon. Podcast, whatever you're feeling so inclined. You and know? what do the donations do? They help us to make better podcasts for you. And um, a little and- bit of... Merchy We're merch. We're doing this, this merch stuff. Merchy stuff. And that shit ain't free. <laughs> no. Cheap to do. So. It's not. Mm-hmm. I've already looked into like um about being able to make our own t-shirts because that's something that I really think yes. um we want to do. Yes. Just so it'll just be easier not to have to go through like a third party. Even though I know there's some wicked cool t-shirt companies that maybe we'll work with in the future. But we're... For doing... For being where we're at, we're at, I feel. You know, we're 26. This is episode 26. And I... Like it blew my mind. So on October 18th, and I only know it was the 18th, we hit 2000 plays. It was actually 2005, just because I was begging people to listen to get us over that 2000 mark. And then we're sitting here today, you know, probably it'll probably be different in two days, honestly, after, um, 
because, you know, people just continue to listen. Uh-oh. Sorry, my child was having a small meltdown, so here we are. But yeah, so... So, yeah, three-year-olds, all these crazy little babies. Um, But yeah, I was talking about just, yeah, no, but uh, all the things that we want to do. Like like I said, we're only 27, 6, 26 episodes in. And um, eventually, you know, we, we're... My goal is probably by the time we hit a year mark, which we started June 1st, um, is to be able to regularly do at least two episodes a week, mm-hmm. you know, and just like, I just saw, I think it was the basic, basic, mm, basic vibe. No, basic something. I can't basic remember the podcast. Sorry. There is a basic bitch, like basic bitch bot podcast, but I don't think it was them. It was another one. And they had just hit their year mark and they're like, we have over 12,000, 12 K plays, 12,000 plays. And I'm like, man, I was like, man, I hope we hit that. Yeah. But granted, I'm going to like lose my shit every time we hit another, you know, 500, like we're like almost at 2,500 right now. And I'm like, holy crap, that's like half of 5,000. That's crazy. So I'm like, I don't know. I just, and our, like our number, our audience has grown. Like it, the way Anchor breaks it down, like it estimates the audience just based off of plays and not actual, like it tracks how many plays per episode, obviously, but like if someone starts from the beginning, mm-hmm. it tracks all of that. And then it, the number just, it's, we've gone, we've gone up 25 in a month, which I think averaging 25 more humans. So again, thank you. Thank <sighs> so you much. So, thank so you. Much. Thank you for listening to us two nobodies. Yeah. We are no ones I in shit. Southwest Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> but we are shit because yes. you guys are here. <laughs> you guys are listening. We're in 27 countries. We're in 44 states, 43, 44. Hey-o. Yeah. I don't know. I'm coming for you. Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Utah. No, not Utah. You're here. Wyoming, Montana, and Hawaii. So 44 states. Hey. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. If you got friends there, just tell them to hit play. Yes. Especially like um I was listening to the weekly variety podcast. And if you guys haven't listened to them yet, please go show yes, them yes. some love. They're I think they're only have 16 episodes out, so it's easy to binge and listen. It's Kelsey and Tori, and they're the most hilarious chicks. And I love them so much. And we're taking a Hi, picture. For the Instagram <laughs> that will Shauna will send to me and I'll post it tomorrow and she'll post it on Facebook and it's great because yeah. we're both. You should do that. Sorry, I'll do it with my phone. But okay. no, but yeah, go listen to the Weekly Variety because they are some rad human female chicks. <laughs> I don't know why I said human female, but I'm fine. So yeah, take a picture. Okay. Oh, that's a picture of my wall. I don't. I don't want that. I think it's just so getting edited out. All right, there it is. Okay, great. Um, I'm not going to edit it out. I'm going to leave it. I might. We'll see. Wow. (laughs) I know. Whenever I was like, well, I edited that out. I'm like, I went back and I re-listened to the episode because I do that. Because if I don't, well, I listen to it while I edit. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, no. Like, (laughs) I will never forget it. Episode three. Granted, we were three episodes in. I left out 30 minutes. 30 minutes of an episode when I was doing it with Kelly. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like. I think someone texted me. They're like, "Hey, listen," and I didn't. I didn't. Something was just something been mad up there, and I'm like, I was wondering why it was so short because <laughs> it was all fucking thirty minutes. God bless it. So okay, so now that we're done, totally talking about mm-hmm. our undying love for everyone that listens to us. Yes. We're we don't exactly have a rabbit hole, but we did um, have something kind of scary, crazy go on. Yes. 
And um, so Shauna's going to talk to you guys now about this crazy encounter that her child experienced. Okay, so two Fridays ago, I don't know what that date was. Um, I don't know. I'll look it up. There's my dog's fighting. Hey, the dogs are getting crazy. So two Fridays, two Fridays ago, ago. So that would have been the 23rd. Okay, the 23rd of October. <coughs> um, oh my God, I just breathed wrong. What happens? I'm fine. Uh, my nine-year-old daughter, Zabri, wanted to go to the football game with um, my in-laws, her grandparents, and... You know, if if grandparents want to take our children, we're always like, yes. Yeah. Uh, if you're a parent, you know what that means. <laughs> like I said, my child was just with my um with his dad. We mm-hmm. get along great, Jeremy. If you're listening, you're pretty rad, and, and I still you. absolutely adore you. Yeah, well, I love you. She likes you. It's fine. I love you in a different way. <laughs> but no, we're we're really we get along really well. We yes. co-parent like motherfucking bosses because we're the bees. Yeah. Business. I appreciate him. But yeah, so anyways, yeah, okay. Arlo was with him and then my parents and then Shauna and now he's here. Okay. Being a little butthole. So she wanted to go to the football game and um she she likes to go to football games because it's just an opportunity to be able to see your friends yeah. or whatever after school and so anyway, and then Xander wanted to go too, he's our ten year old. And then um, They're Irish twins. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my brother doesn't want to control his loins. I'm sorry. I appreciate his uncontrolling <laughs> Okay, okay, don't want to throw her yeah, up. Okay, Let's fine. get back on track here. <laughs> and then Arlo was with them too. Yep. Arlo went to the game. Yep. So basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize, and then I I will go into. Well, I'm it might be a little mixed up about the summarizing and how she was telling me the story, but what had happened to my the best of my understanding is. When the football games are going on, and and this is pretty typical, when we had, um, when Peyton was playing football, the kids yeah. don't really want to watch. Um, they want to go play with their friends, and we yeah. allow it. And Vince and I would have them check back with us, every, you know, like between quarters or whatever. Right. And so, um, I don't know whether your parents do that or not. It doesn't matter. They they and where it, it is what it is. Where we where I'm about to live, because I'm going to be moving back there too. It's a small town. It's super tiny. It's, it's a very small town. Um, yeah. The junior high and the high school are melded together. Yep. It's, it's one whole it's one building. school, and then there's the elementary school. You used to consider it a prison, but now I miss it so much because I'm an right adult. across the street from each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then you play, the football games are played at the elementary school, so that's yep. where the field is. So anyway. Just setting the scene. Yeah. It's 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 Painting a, a picture. It's on Kansas. It's tiny. Um, <laughs> Come find us. So, We're yeah. ready. Look it up. Um, <laughs> so... She, uh, Zabri decides to go play with some of her friends, um, typical thing to do yep. when on a Friday football night thing. Um, and I, I believe it was about six friends she was with. Five yeah. or six, six, I believe is the number she provided me. Um, and they want to go, and they, what they do is they go where they usually have recess. So where the swings are and the monkey bars and the bobbity bloops, right? <laughs> Yes. I don't I don't recall what all was on the field there or the uh, playground there. But yeah. unfortunately, one thing that everybody wasn't partial to, I guess, was that where the playground area is, it's really not that well lit. It's not it's not at all. So there's, I don't I think there there's lights you can turn on at the basketball courts, but I don't even know how to the turn them on. Basketball courts are on the complete, on the complete other side. side of the playground. So we have like it's like a it's kind of a wraparound playground. Yeah, there's there's two different spots. There's like one that like um our kindergartners and preschoolers play at. It's a, it's a grade school I went to, and then 
over on the other side is like a bigger set of swings, slides and stuff like the bigger kids play. Yeah. So they can kind of keep the kids separate if they have similar um, recesses. But where they like to play, kids yeah. being kids, I guess I, I, I kind of get it too. And I wasn't a little basketball player, so I'm not going to be like, I no. wasn't that kid. So I nope. understand Xavier wants to be with the swings or the whatever. Yep. Right? Is, and so anyway, so where they're playing, point being, is that it's very dark. So they notice. I'm not sure who noticed it first, but um, there was this tall, shadowy type figure <laughs> following them, or at least around them, right. uh, but in the shadows. <laughs> um, and from what Zabri told me, when she what she noticed is she'd see it, and then like this person would kind of just disappear in the shadows. So like, I, I, I think when she said that, she meant like. Like, kind of up against the walls of the school, because there's kind of, like, not, I don't want to say pillars, but, like, where the brick kind of yeah. pokes out a little bit. Yeah, so just I, based off how the, the classrooms are built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, like, places where you can kind of hide yeah. behind. Kind of, or yeah. they're, like, little wind breaks, because that's where we'd all go hide when it was cold. Yeah. We'd yeah, all yeah. gather in a corner and be warm. So, so that's where this, and, like, when they'd say something to this figure, um, this figure would not respond. Um, and then Zabri said that, uh, <laughs> that, um, this, apparently this had been, this, she said it had been going on for like a while. She said something about like six or seven times. And I don't really understand what that means, but what I, what, what I ended up gathering, uh, informatively is that <laughs> when they would walk to like a different section of the playground, right. This figure walked too. Yeah. When they would speed walk, because they noticed this figure, this figure would speed walk too. And I'm assuming during these walks and speed walks, they're like, hey, who are you? And we no response. You. Yeah, hello. Um, and then she told me when they ran, this figure ran too. I'm gonna throw up. So, so okay, you know, so this is a nine-year-old you know, um, with her friends, I'm assuming eight and nine as well. Yeah. Possibly ten. Xander, right. I don't know where he was with all this. He wasn't with her doing so he's right. playing with his own buddies or whatever. And then also being little nine year olds. It's just they, scary, especially around Halloween time. Scary F. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and with all these this shit going on with missing children and stuff yeah. too. So okay, let me backtrack a little bit. So earlier that day, I had had I yes. just had a weird feeling. I don't, and I and I didn't have a feeling. I couldn't state whether it was a bad feeling or what. It was just, just weird. It just it just you can just feel it. It was just something. It, it just something was. Shana's um very empathic and uh, can read into energies hard for. <laughs> but I also can too. So um, you don't believe in that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Crazy if you don't. It's all energy. Energy. Um, yeah. Just. So I just, I had, I had an, I just felt off and, and I couldn't, I couldn't state whether it was a bad feeling or not. And here's the, the irony is, um, our second oldest son, Ethan. Also was at, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord, is he? Um, he, he was going to go visit a friend and, um, I, and I knew that he had asked me the day before, whatever, and, and we said, that's fine. And this friend was in Fowler, which is a few towns away. Blah, blah, right. Blah. And um, he had called because Vince and I had to go clean um, the Legion that we cleaned. Anyway, okay, so 
he had called me earlier that day asking if he could um, ride around with friends. And um, I said, or before the game, and I said, yeah, that's fine. I said, but just heads up, I have a weird feeling. I said, and I don't know if it's a bad feeling. It's just weird. And I go, so please just be very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and check in. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> so like, just when you're cruising around, be careful, whatever. And then especially, and I said, and I know I'll see you again before you leave to go to Fowler. And I was like, just, but when you go to Fowler, I'm just going to put this in your ear now. Make sure that you text me ahead of time. Yes. You text me when you get there and when you're heading home. So, so I had an odd feeling and I present it to our second oldest son and, and he's, he agrees wobbly glute that, that he'll make sure that he's being extra safe. Yeah. So back to creepy, Friday night. creepy okay, so, crawler person. So, so these nine year olds have this experience with this person. Um, that's like a shadowy figure, um, following them, walking when they walk, speed walking when they speed walk, running after them in the shadows. They're uh, staying in the shadows when they run. And Zabri's not the only one seeing this. This yeah. isn't some crazy figment of her imagination. The other kids, the, hence why they're running and speed walking and yelling at this figure, right? Yeah. But also being these little nine-year-olds, they're worried. Not about their safety so much. I mean, yes, that's a concern. They were afraid if they go run and tell somebody, like they go run and tell the principal, Mm -hmm. they were going to get in trouble for running. I later explained to (laughs) Zabri. Some situations like that you weren't doing anything wrong. So that is the time where you want to get an adult involved. Yeah. You would not have gotten in trouble. So, okay. So what ends up happening? Sorry. Mm, You're fine. She, Zabri freaks out. And and there's another little girl. I won't name names. No. Um, But I believe she was in hysterics too. Zabri was, was, was crying her little eyeballs out. Um, They're running to the stands. Um, where everybody's sitting. I'm not sure. I, I, I believe they went to this girlfriend's, the yeah. friend's parents first. Yeah. My understanding also prior to going to this friend's parents or mother, at least first, was some lady in the stands got mad at them for being loud, telling them, excuse me, we're trying to watch a game. Could you keep it down? <laughs> oh, I got really upset about that. And I explained to her that, okay, she didn't know what was going on. And I said, and kids do get loud. Mm-hmm. Because at first it kind of struck a little chord with me too. I'm like, listen here, I, I grant. Listen, there. Linda. Vincent, Vincent and I were at home, so you know we weren't at the game. But anyway, that you know, Xavier heard her little heart that this lady is yelling at her to be quiet when this there's a guy chasing them. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. So I tried to explain to her that I said, you know what, you could have just told her, look. We are going to be loud because somebody's following us. Somebody's chasing us. And um, I said, it, it, anyway, so had the lady known, I basically my, my thing was like, if the lady, you could have made a bigger scene. And I'm sure if the lady heard some man is chasing us, she would have changed, changed her, her tune. tune. 100%. <laughs> Jinx, you only couple. Um, Sorry. I always want to say the scene from The Office. And if you watch The Office, there's an old man and his name is Creed and he does that with someone. He's like, Jinx, buy me some Coke. And some, it's, I love it when people don't realize that's what he says. And then they're like, did you guys know he said this? And I'm like, I say that every time now. Awesome. And all my friends are like, all right, okay. I know a guy. <laughs> Never done Coke in my life, but it's my favorite joke off the office. So you guys know the scene. But anyways. So I, I don't know what happens with this lady, but they get away from her and I guess they go to Zabri's friend's mom and mm-hmm. they, um, 
crying their little eyeballs out. Meh. Um, expl- uh, tell her what's going on. And she then takes at least the friend mm-hmm. to talk to the police. Because I believe at that time, Xavier went to your parents. To, yeah, and told to, my dad. To my in-laws. And um, crying. And, and, and Dawn, uh, Nicole's dad, my, my father-in-law. Yep. Xavier's grandpa. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> Chain of... Family. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, took her, uh, or I believe the friend came up, or the friend's mom came up and said, "Xavier, the police want um to talk with you. They they want a statement from you." So, um, have you guys uh, all know Xavier gave the best description is what the officer so told her. What the descri- what the the uh, <laughs> deep, 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 that's all, folks. Corgi um, uh, pig style. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, criminy. But this person, okay. Nicole, how tall is your dad? My dad's about like six three, okay. six two. Six, no, I think he's six three. He's a tall man. I'm five eleven. He's very tall. I'm very much not tall, but um, she's beautiful and I love her. But anyway, so, <laughs> so this person creature was, thing, yeah, taller than Grandpa. Yeah, so taller than six two, six three. All the kids confirmed this as well. That this this I don't. I'm sorry, I keep saying creature. This person. It's a, it is a human. It was a person that okay, so, was following and basically, them. Basically, you know those body suits? Because I, I was trying to use Avery to explain to Dizzy, did he have hair? And she said, I don't know. And I'm like, how do you not know? Was he wearing a hood? I don't know. He was just covered. And I go, what do you, was he wearing a hoodie? Was he, you know? And so then she showed me a picture um, from one of the things that she watches that these kids do. It, whatever. One of the many YouTube things that she watches. And they're wearing these body suits. And she said, this is what he was wearing. So those full body suits. Oh, like, like they're like they're, they're, they're blue like or green or whatever. They're like morph suits or something yeah, like, like that. It covers your face. It covers your hands. It covers your feet. It covers your whole body. Uh huh. Look up if you look up full body suit. It's right there. We'll put a picture in the link. Yeah, we'll <laughs> add it to our Instagram. Yeah, it's a it's a morph suit. Okay, it's so this person, this very tall person, um, that was also skinny. Well, mm-hmm. they, they compared to Grandpa, but she said no. He was probably about as, as thin as like. He was thin. He wasn't an overweight person, okay? Right. Sticking in the shadows, very tall, wearing a morph suit or a full body suit. To where you couldn't see his face or anything? Chasing little kids around Ugh. at a football game. Um, fucking just... And she was, she was in hysterics. She was so freaked out. But thank God she gave the, the most description out of all of the children um uh, and um if you know my family we're all a bunch of writers uh podcasters now bloggers um <laughs> we're very overly detailed and i think we've just passed it on to all of our children right. the same god no unless you're paying your reason they don't give you shit fair you have to pull uh, you know, I want to make sure they listen to this episode because I want them to hear <laughs> they don't that. Tell you, Jack Squad, it's like pulling teeth. You have to ask specifics. Anyway, Zabri provided great detail. Um, she was very nervous. She wanted to come home and to see mom and dad immediately, and and of course, grandma and grandpa obliged and did so. And um, yes, and she did. She, you know, so many people said to, "Could you imagine if she snatched?" I'm like, "Yes." You don't think, of course that went through my head. Are you like, I, I don't, I don't, I know that's a typical, but it hit me wrong. When right. People would ask me that. Like, could you, could yes, you? of course I fucking could. I, Does I, that happen? I, I don't. That happened do, not do, that long ago. Do you know what I fucking 
do as living. I do podcasts with my sister about fucking murders and children <laughs> and shit. Like we've done way too many children's cases. <laughs> you know, I I stay home and I watch serial killer shit. I mean, like yes, what I did last night. I just started watching ID since it's free. Right. <laughs> but but yes. But yeah. And, but I'm also grateful that one thing about Xavier, she's not going to do things alone. She definitely is going to be with friends. And 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 I know. I mean, anything could have happened. So, yes, as a parent, yes, it went through my head, the what-ifs. Fucking yes, it did. But as opposed to dwelling on the what-ifs, yeah. I am so grateful for it is what I decided to to switch my focus to. Because right. I've had enough shit happen in my life that I don't, <laughs> Right. you know, I, yep. I've, I, I've almost literally stared death in the face. <laughs> you know, like, and I, and I, yes, shit fucking happens. And that... Just made it all the more real. Right. Um, you know, and the thoughts too. Like, I wasn't fucking there. I right. wasn't there. But that's never... it. Be, like I said, because Saran is such a small, small town, mm-hmm. it's not something... That, it's That's what everyone yeah, says. Everybody says it. Everybody yeah, says it. It's nothing. Thing that every time when I watch something like Vince, he's like, that's that. You fuck, everybody fucking says in a rep, non, nothing like none that this town. Town. Well, and then we've had some crazy shit go down in Cimarron yeah. even within the last six months there's just been so many crazy things but like it was uh, I want to say it was maybe I was still working at the school so it had to have been more than two years ago because I've been at the casino for almost a year and a half and there was this green van that it was a trafficking van from California mm-hmm. and they were snatching, trying to snatch they almost grabbed um, a lady's little granddaughter in her front yard in God City, which is just 15 minutes away. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're in the cowboy capital, y'all. Moo, bitches. Yeah. But anyways, the smell of money is disgusting. Also, not a huge fan of country music. Sorry. <laughs> I like country music, but it's not my... I have to be in the right, right mood for it. But um, no. I have literal... literal. I have three human neighbors, and the rest of my neighbors are cows. It's and my true. son and my son has claimed them. They are his cows. Yeah. So he, he get, cows. When, when we get up in the morning, because Shauna watches Arlo... Um, Usually two days a week for me. And every morning he goes, I got to say, go more with my cows. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the cutest thing. But anyways, getting totally off topic. But um, this green van circulated through and it it ended up in Cimarron. And I'll never forget this because my mom at that point in time had a green van. <laughs> but luckily we decorate our cars in our uh, sports team. So there's a bunch of Chicago Bears, Chicago Cubs, Green Bay Packers. Um, they had so many stickers on the back of that van. We, we all just got new vehicles this year, but um, that's irrelevant. But that's who I am as a person. Um, but my mom ended up You're getting... You're not irrelevant. You're very relevant. No, no, no. I said... <laughs> my... Kyle, my, we all got new cars, guys. It's, it's financially drowning me. But it's fine. You don't need to know that. It's irrelevant to the story okay. is what I was getting at. I'm not irrelevant. My stories are. But if you guys aren't here to listen to us babble, that's what we do here. Uh, but no, um, but my mom got pulled over because her vehicle was suspicious. But yeah. now, But now there's another... There's another vehicle here in town and he's got, I saw him. I videotaped it while I was singing in my car, getting, going to the ATM. It's this silver vehicle here in town. And it's this guy who says he takes pictures of people's properties for his job. And I guess some people have seen the credentials, but some people are like, "Mm, no, (laughs) but his car is his job. I don't, he says he works for like, um, like a landscaping, but like, related to people who are going to try and sell their houses and he takes pictures, but I'm like, 
most of the houses he's taking pictures of aren't for sale. Yeah, wouldn't you need a fucking for sale sign? Yeah, or paperwork stating, hey, or this this property may be getting ready to go on market. I don't know. I haven't read into it a lot. I've been on this stupid it's okay. dog food okay, it's reading about it. But I've seen this car. I literally he was at a gas station that I was at the same night. I didn't I didn't see the person inside or there wasn't anyone in the car, but it's a silver like Almost looks kind of like my vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's a silver, like almost uh, mini, not an SUV, but a little bit smaller. Um, and it has bright colored duct tape all over it. It's it's making me nervous thinking about it. Yeah, you're twisting your hair like I know. I'm like, well, if he's listening, we fucking see you. We see you. Don't do anything bad. Throw your credentials out there so yeah. that people don't freak out if you're not a freaky freak. Yeah, freak. but why are you driving a car that's covered in? But it's like it's like bright, like neon colored duct tape. It's just well, that okay, but if he's trying to be don't, incognito, don't that's be not suspicious, right? So like, so that, <laughs> so that's why a big standing out thing. So that yeah. kind of changes. It. And he just gives yeah. people just a super weird vibe. So if I know a bunch of my local friends listen to this, so if any of you have more about this versus what I just read on that stupid chat site, oh, um, okay. I would actually like some like in depth knowledge. Like maybe I'll have to reach out. I've got some friends who are on the like police force. I'll be like, can I ask you some questions? So what I guess I have question telling Zigri though, so I know. Yeah, back to our actual story. Um <laughs> what you know, like here she was concerned. What if the principal saw us running or and they were not supposed to yell and you know, and then that that lady tough. got mad at me and I you know this is a, this is a completely different situation. You're not gonna get in trouble for not doing anything wrong. You right. weren't doing anything wrong. Um and then trying to explain to your kiddos, because for little Zanny He's a tough little cracker. Um, <sighs> I didn't mean it like. <laughs> I wasn't even going like that. He's a tough nut to crack. I like firecracker, but um, I'm not editing that out because he's a little tough little cracker. Talking about how he could take him in this, that, you know. And I tried to get Grandpa to step in because I said, "Don, you used to be a cop. Can you like let him? You are tough, dude. Yes, but like this is not this is not the, the time. To but think, but I get it. He's but in that same sense, I mean him and. Avery, buttheads like, um, but also are but, like besties. But yeah. yeah, because they're they're the same age for two days. They're like I said, literal Irish twins. And but I think if like I think of that story of this, I think it's like a little five or six or seven year old little boy that was in the. It was a something that went viral recently. Um, his little sister, she was like two, was getting attacked by a dog, and he jumped in and had his face oh, yeah, almost yeah, 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 like bitten that. off mm -hmm, mm -hmm, almost mm -hmm. he survived another little badass survivor little yeah. boy but he's just like he's it broke my heart when he said this he's like if someone had to die I, it was gonna be me and not my sister and i can a hundred percent see not only xander but i think any of i mean yeah. zabry has four older brothers poor yes. child poor child <laughs> as she's walking by right now say hi zabry hi yeah, that's my our little superhero right here. But anyways, but um, it was just it was more like he was getting very defensive about how yeah. he could take this person. If there's six of us and it was and, and Vince and I were just trying to really reiterate that that's not the time to that yeah this is not the time to show how tough or strong. That doesn't mean you're not tough and that you're exactly. not strong. This is when you need to get grown ups to help you. This and is, this I is, they I remember when Zabri because Zabri she had to call everyone. She called her big brother at college yes, and he and he calmed her down. Oh, was Peyton did wonderful. It was, it was super sweet. Was, I got all emotional. <laughs> I'm like what a good big brother. Because you know I mean some big brothers are just <clears throat> mine <clears throat> would be like meh. 
<laughs> which I know that's not even true, but meh, <laughs> just, just fucking take her out. But anyways, but no, but like, and then Xavier ended up calling me, but she did tell me at one point, she's like, there were six of us and three of us went one direction and three of us went another direction to try to confuse him. And I'm like, see, I'm like, you guys were thinking strategically and ha they had like a plan where they wanted to go meet with everybody and then go to an adult. So, so I just, but, but then the other thing was trying to explain that screaming for help doesn't always get the attention you need. Yeah. Um, and then and, Xavier's and like, I should have screamed fire. Yeah. That's what I told her to do. And she, and, and then both her and Xander were like, why would you, why fire? And like, is that, I said, it's crazy. It, it alerts like, people. Is it, Cause it's almost like the, the boy who cried wolf. I said, you hear kids playing all the time. And they scream for help. Like Arlo, when you're playing with Arlo, help, help, help. You yeah. Know? I don't always run. But, you know, till I hear him right, start you know, ugly sobbing. It's just one of the things kids do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always mean I'm, this is an emergency. I truly am in need of yeah. assistance. Yeah. So, you know, I said, if you scream fire, that's going to turn more heads. It's going to grab more people's attention. Or me. I'd scream. Oh, God. You know, yeah. And that's, I think Xander or Xavier said that. I and think I so, too. Something like that. I, you know, I, Something I, to get their attention. If, you, if you're not able to Doc get. Doc Mark. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it just hit me. Oh, my, oh my God. I was like, I wish you guys could see each other's face when that just happened right now. Shiva's underneath the couch. Or on the couch. We're sitting on the couch. No, we're not. She's sitting, sleeping under the table. She's passing some nasty guys. because I gave her a spree. The spree said, nah, son, I'm here to ruin your night. Oh, man, dog farts are the worst. They're the worst. Oh, we needed that. <laughs> But so, so yeah, so, so the this, reality hit, try to tell your kids, you know, like be safe. I just basically guys just shit happens. I'm so grateful that my children are okay. Not, not even just Xavier, but any of those kiddos. I mean, it could have yeah. been any of them, you know? Right. What if he would have grabbed one of them? Right. You know, or she, we don't know what well, kind she, of, yeah. I, mean, we don't, I don't know. I mean, it, super tall women like, you know, like you never, it's not impossible, but like, but with, I'm with a, the world the way it is, and like, it, it's just, the world has changed so much since we were kids. It, yeah, but, but shit happened when we were kids too. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Um, it's just interesting that we do this podcast, we talk about this stuff, and then this re very real event that, that, that fortunately, I said unfortunately, no, 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 that very fortunately didn't end in a way, in a horrific, scary, well, it was scary for yeah. sure, but like it could have been so much worse. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that it's not. But just you know, be be wary, guys. That it doesn't matter how little your town is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're in tiny little uh, Cimarron, Kansas, or uh, New York City. Yeah. It's, just uh, be wary. Make yeah. sure you tell your kids to to keep an eye out. To stay in groups for sure. Yeah. And, as and awful to not as it, be worried if somebody's chasing you or making you feel awkward. Yeah. And you're at a school. It's okay if the principal sees you running and you go run up to that principal yelling. And if y'all see <laughs> me running, y'all better start running too because something <laughs> bad is coming and your girl don't run. <laughs> so for running, y'all know something's wrong because <laughs> they don't drive taco trucks around. So I can't chase those because I'd, I'd chase one of those motherfuckers down. Be like, <laughs> If there's a taco truck that wants to sponsor us, I will, I will take payment in tacos. But anyways, um, so, and I enjoy that, um, kind of different kind of babble tonight. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, 
But we've got some good stories in store. Um, like I said, we're going to start having Patreon episodes. I'm going to post those on Instagram, too, so you can be like, this is what you're missing. So Ayo. make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Babbles. Um, our Facebook page and Instagram are Bloody Babbles Podcast. If you want to send us a Gmail, bloodybabblespodcast at gmail.com. If you're feeling so inclined, uh, patreon.com slash bloodybabblespodcast, or you can donate through Anchor. Both work. You know, whatever works for you guys. And like us. Let us know. Like, like us. rate, review, subscribe. Do it all. Like, um, if you don't want to go on um, Apple... If you're not an Apple user, um, like today, uh, my Anchor app told me it wasn't even a supported person or a supported one that they put out, but someone on Podcast Addict started listening to. Hey, uh, thanks, Podcast Addict. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, that's another way to listen to us. I'm like, that's where 2% <laughs> of our listeners. Podcast Addicts? Well, I think we're all podcast addicts. Okay, go. Wait, okay. Oh, wow. You can go in my room if you got to go potty. Uh, no, I'm going to Okay. Great. Um, uh, our intro music is Fantasy and World Music by the Psychers. They've got some really, not only, like, creepy sounds, but go listen. They, like, all sorts of different How things. How do you spell Psychers? F-I-E-C-H-T-E-R-S. Or, if you, the, for our intro music, I literally typed into YouTube, eerie but whimsical, and that brought up the... Um, the sound that we use, I don't remember which video it is, um, for our bonus episodes that we do on Fridays every now and again. I know it's creepy doll music is one of them that they did. And I really like that one. So, but yeah, check them out. But so, um, make sure, yeah, go check out all our, our podcast friends. I know I talked about the weekly variety and I've got some promos that are going to be in, um, that were in earlier in the episode. So go check out our friends. And Uh, where do they rate and review? Uh, oh God, I didn't finish Podchaser.com. Okay. Yeah, podchaser.com. You can go on there. You can like and review us. Um, Because there's like this big podcast awards that are going on right now. And I'm like, I'd kind of like to be on one of those lists in a year. (laughs) So, nominated or something. Yeah, I think I would just poop everywhere. Yep, there you go. I just vomit and puke and I just (laughs) ugly sob with joy. Because I'm I'm like, like a literally freaking lance. But um, yeah, tell our friends about us, especially if you've got friends in, uh, you know, Montana or Wyoming or. Connecticut or Maine or Delaware or Hawaii, you know? <laughs> or, Alaska. Oh, no, we have listeners in Alaska. No, but tell more people in Alaska. Same yeah, that's actually one of our, one of their, we have like seven or eight different cities in Alaska. It just kind of blew my mind. But okay, well, until next time, my home skillets. Yeah. Babylon. Babylon. Bye. Hello, Babylonians. I know a lot of you have been with us for a long time, even from the beginning, and we cannot say thank you enough. And I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately, how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor, anchor anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, It is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen 
Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me, even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening.